When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, Chaluminati listeners. Before we get going with the episode, I just want you to know that there's going to be two spots in which there is some missing audio. The beginning of this episode is actually going to miss the first couple of minutes, primarily because... Uh, there's some copyrighted music in the beginning that was playing prior to uh, the live show taking place, so that was removed for those reasons. And then in the middle of the episode, there's about a 30-second uh, to, to a minute spot of uh, no audio right at right from like 36 minutes, 41 seconds into 37 minutes, 15 seconds in. Um, that is when uh, a picture went up during the live show. In order to put the picture up, they had to mute the audio to get it up there. Um, we're just laughing at the picture, but don't worry about it. You don't miss anything else important. Other than that, there will be Mothman Part 3 coming very, very soon. But this is the live show that I was gone for. Enjoy Chaluminati Live at CoxCon. Hello. Hello. Feels good when it's so big like that. Yeah. Right behind us. Yeah, it was dope. Feels official. Oh my goodness. It's fine. After a year and a half, we're official. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an early morning Illuminati. Oh my gosh, there's ghosts in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's taped inside a doll. Before, before we do anything, before we do anything... Hello, welcome to day two of CoxCon. You can definitely tell it's day two. There's a lot of like, oh my god. <laughs> but speaking of day two, <laughs> I'm not like sure. Do a mime show right next to you while you talk. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but it's someone's birthday today. He might be between Mathis and I right now. Oh, shit. Harold! Hit the baby! No. 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 Alex? Yes? Is it your birthday today? Yes. No. <laughs> yes, it's my birthday. I think I'm we finally 21. <laughs> able to drink. I think we need a rousing rendition of Happy Birthday. Okay. For Alex. Okay, but can I make a request? Yes. At the end, when after you say you, can you all just make like a really like spooky sound? Yo, yeah, you should be a Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. 
Now it's now it's my turn. Now it's my turn for a request. How many of you have watched Listen to Illuminati before? Hell yes. Yeah. So uh, the Mothman episodes are the most recent episodes, uh, and the researcher who put all that work into that, uh, or almost all that work into that, is here, Deanna. I just want to give a round of applause for all the work she's put into the show so far. And uh, a big old happy birthday to her father as well. Happy 80th birthday. Alex, you're her father? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, uh, welcome to Chiluminati, everybody. Uh, before we get going on this particular episode, Jesse brought a gift that I feel like we need to... You do. brought a gift. No, you bought me that gift. and uh, You're right. We, actually, Alex bought you that gift. <laughs> Alex bought me that gift. I sent him a haunted doll. You did send me a haunted doll. This is Harold. I think he was $35, uh, and he's got the spirit of a dead World War I veteran inside him. <laughs> and uh, story goes that if the tape comes off, he will command you to worship him and take a knee before him. If you don't, he'll cut your brakes or do something with the vehicle you're in to kill you. And well, hold on, time out. The What's one? the worst thing that could happen if you submitted to a doll's rule? <laughs> I just want to say Oh, the president! <laughs> <laughs> That's hell, President, President Dahl. Well, if you it, take the tape off that thing's mouth, I am not taking it home. Here's the worst part. This head is so... This cracked open head is so creepy. This thing is... Oh, oh it moves. <laughs> <laughs> He's also horrendously stained everywhere in some sort of yellow liquid. Do you think it's made of, like, asbestos? Well, I'll let you know in, like, ten years. Yeah, yeah, you will. It's just some, like, serial killer makes these and, like, pees all over them and sends them to people on eBay. That's what he does. Yeah. Asbestos stalls and marks it Speaking with Speaking of things urine. serial killers do, we, for some reason, have my shower water up here. It's a jar of Jesse's shower water. I don't... When did that happen? Who brought that? I'm not sure, but... It, it wasn't me. It, <laughs> and I think I would be... I would be the one to know. Right. Maybe it was Harold. Oh, he's looking at me. You turn he's him. looking at you, dude. Dada. <laughs> well, I brought my own horrifying thing. Mail. This is, this is this definitely thing. the weirdest thing of all. Mailed to the office. Legend says this is the first football ever. Um, are we talking like football or like foot? No, we're talking American football. The right. The, do you still have the little? I don't have the note. It was like... No, I do have the note. Yeah. Oh, my God. You gotta read oh. the note, because this Look is... at the color on this note! Ugh. Yeah, that's the same serial killer who peed on Harold. <laughs> Dear Chaluminati, within here lies both my family's legacy and their burden. I have reached the end of my rope. Having claimed its 12th victim under my care... <laughs> I can no longer chalk the deaths, the deaths up to mere coincidence. I now entrust you. Important. It rests inside a sealed hide filled with soil and some remains from its original home. Simply by opening the box, you're taking your life into your own hand. <laughs> Contained inside is a football from the first Thanksgiving football game. <laughs> Legend has it that after thoroughly stomping the natives in a game, oh boy, <laughs> they had never played before. The colonialists flossed, then spiked the football in the end zone. The end zone, unbeknownst to them, sacred Indian burial ground. (laughs) 
Over the years, there have been many, many accidents. There are pictures documenting the ball's slow change. It has taken on what appears to be a menacing face. In flight, you can hear the hateful scream. It is almost certainly fueled by the souls of the damned. Hopefully, you know what to do with it, but I can no longer keep it. All right, here's my guess. It's one of those Nerf balls that whistles through the air. Well, if you want to know what it is, (laughs) this is what came to us in the package. And can I just say, if you remove this terrible thing, there is, oh God, it's, there's like symbols in here. Which is why, Alex, I'm going to ask you to open it. (laughs) Happy birthday! birthday! (laughs) Mmm, a curse! Maybe it's the remains of Jeff. (laughs) What is this? How do I even begin? Your teeth. I wonder if someone... Bite it? I would never recommend putting this in your mouth. There's a fine powder that just keeps wafting off of this (laughs) thing. I don't know... (coughs) Somebody got a knife? There's soil. Oh! oh! There's soil in there. I don't think we should be opening this on... Well. Are you sure? Maybe open it in the yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, All that's right. a good idea. All right. Oh, this is yeah, terrifying. It's just, just powder. This is one of the creepiest... I'm waiting for, like, a wisp of a spirit to come out when you open it. Like 300 ah! spiders. <laughs> just screams. 300 spiders in a tidal wave of blood. What? Oh, oh yes. my god. We knew some, somebody out there was going to have a knife. Thank you. <laughs> That's the worst thing you could want. Just a you know, practical knife for tasks. Yeah, like cutting open the... Curse. Don't throw it on the ground. It's just hay. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Alex, what is this? Is that a butthole? What is this? I don't know what the... F- what, what, is, is this? what is that? What is... Th- Ooh. Is that a Barbie doll head? Nope. Nope. Mm. Nope. 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 Wait, he has a girlfriend now! Oh, yeah! He has a girlfriend. (laughs) What is happening? Why is this? I don't like any of this. (laughs) All right. Uh, Wait, wait. wait. That was just the appetizer. Wait. (laughs) What in the hell? This is the episode, everybody. Oh, if there's anybody just listening, it's just him struggling to open the burlap sack. Oh my god, what? What is this? I think you reach in and you just... What is like, this? What is that? Oh, hold on. Alex. Oh, yeah. Hold, this, is, this is more involved than I thought it was. Yeah, me. Be. Yeah. Oh my god. What is... Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, there's the rest of her. I like how they took the... <laughs> <laughs> they took the time to put in the dirt. Oh, my. Oh, oh my God. It literally is. Hit. That was right. <laughs> it's a vortex. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to you. It's Nerf. Or nothing! <laughs> so let's see someone just get smacked in the face. Not ready for it. Did someone catch that, please? <laughs> there, yeah, you right, there you go. Jeez, <laughs> oh, <geez>, dude. <laughs> well. Alex! Your whole side is so dirty. <laughs> what do you mean? 
All right. Well, let's dive into the proper episode, everybody. <laughs> you uh, dirty, dirty boy. <laughs> I don't know if it translates well, but you're so dirty right now. <laughs> I need to be beaten like a rug outside. <laughs> Oh, all right, let's do this thing. Let's do it. All right. Well, today, everybody, we're going to be covering something that's kind of a classic and also UK-specific. Today, Chuluminati is covering Stonehenge. So, let's start with the proper facts about Stonehenge, and then we're going to talk about all the wonderful theories as to what Stonehenge actually is, because let's be real, it's not what the scientists think it is. <laughs> No, I'm don't start. Sure. No, don't. Pretty... It's too early. We gotta wait. Wait <laughs> okay. for some facts to hit. The okay. All right. So there's no doubt that Stonehenge is one of the biggest mysteries and greatest historical monuments on Earth. Beyond just Stonehenge itself, the entire area is filled with ancient sites. Four or five pits, some of them even having large pine tree totem-like posts, reside there. These pits, um, these pits, these pits, and their big old trunks date somewhere between 8,500 and 7,000 BC. Oh, time out, really quickly. <clears throat> All right. Before we continue on, <laughs> out of everyone here, who has actually been to Stonehenge? I'm, All right. I just want to make sure you need somebody to back you up just in case. No, yeah. When I, when I poo-poo everything you're about to say. <laughs> All right. Continue, please. The pits wouldn't be the only structure set up here over time, as it's thought that the whole area was a giant clearing in a very heavily wooded forest, making it the perfect spot for these ancient humans to build. Later dating in the centuries, around 3500 B.C., what, what would What did you be... just say? What? Did you say ancient pagans? Humans. Ancient I humans? thought you said ancient demons. I was like, demons. what the hell are we I'll talking about? I'll enunciate. I'm sorry. <clears throat> These ancient demons. I was like, we're already off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dating around 3500 B.C., what would be referred to as early Neolithic monument complex began being built. This complex includes the causeway enclosure at Robin Hood's Ball, the two Cursus monuments, Stonehenge and Lesser Cursus, and several long barrows. What's so important about these pits and ditches is that, well, it's possible, some may even say likely, that these long barrows and such uh, are chunks of land where early pieces of Stonehenge, uh, what become Stonehenge, were excavated from. From here on, buildings and sites began being erected, with the earliest being around 3000-ish BC, when a circular ditch was dug out. But unlike the earlier pits, this one had inner and outer banks around 100 meters in diameter and had two entrances to it. Inside that bank and ditch, 56 smaller pits reside, holding, uh, likely holding large pieces of timber, or some even say rocks. Also found inside these ditches, known as Aubrey holes, were 64 cremations. And scholars think somewhere up to 150 cremations once were in these holes around the area, making it the largest Neolithic cemetery in the British Isles. It wasn't until around 2500 BC did the stones start actually going up. The site is comprised of two types of stones, larger and smaller, sarsens and bluestones respectively. The large ones were erected in two concentric arrangements, an inner horse shape, uh, horseshoe shape and an outer circle. The small boys were set up between them in a double arc uh, structure. The small boys? Small boy. You gotta, you know, I'm giving a history lesson, gotta yeah. spice it up. Yeah. With some small boys. The small boys. Well, maybe I shouldn't have said that out. I'm waiting for like a, I'm waiting for like a, or is it? Oh, no. so it's can I, coming, baby. Yeah. So can I tell you, uh, if you ever go on the actual tour, and you go through the whole, like you walk around it, they give you an audio guide to go with you, and there's a man and a woman who both talk to you, right? Okay. And it, admittedly, this was 2012, so it might okay. have changed. 
But at the time, uh, there's a part where you get towards the end of the tour and the man's like, what was Stonehenge for? And then the woman comes in and she's like, what did they do here? And the guy's like, one day we may find out. And the woman's like, what was the purpose? And then it ends and no one tells you anything. <laughs> but we now have incontrovertible facts available right here, right now on the Chiluminati podcast. The government doesn't want you to know the truth. No, they're very controversial. Controversial? Actually, you know what? Uh, I had a question. I probably don't have an answer. How close is this, these pits where the, the, the rocks came from? So there's a couple that are close, which were, they believe were the first stones that were uh, taken. And that's, then later on... That's this complex that we're talking about. That's the complex we're talking about okay. right now. And then later on, the smaller ones, uh, the blue stones, they were taken from around 180 miles away, north, up in Wales. Well, okay. correct me if I'm wrong, but there's like... If anyone knows this more than me, there's... It started small, yep. and then it was like mostly wood stuff. Yeah, the pits. And then and it the... got bigger and bigger and bigger until eventually it was giant-ass stones. Yeah. It's and just then the... they like sprinkled little tiny stones here and there. And... Well, the, the smaller ones might have some importance that, uh, that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Aliens? Don't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> it's always aliens. It's always aliens. That's, that's the important part. So then about two or three hundred years later, uh, the, cent uh, the central small stones were rearranged to form a circle or inner oval, which would later be altered to form another horseshoe shape. Four of, the, four of the larger stones got hundreds of carvings of axe heads and a few daggers. They're believed to be bronze axes as well, which is important because it kind of dictates the time at which they were carved in, moving into uh, metalworking and uh, kind of uh, the unification of elite Neil. Do you think man. aliens taught us how to use bronze? Jesse, just wait. <laughs> We're getting there, I promise. You don't think I'm going to talk about aliens? Okay. <laughs> Contrary to some public belief, these Neolithic period people absolutely had the tools and means to create Stonehenge. It's not something that uh, a lot of people think that they couldn't do Keep it. Keep this in mind for when they start talking about aliens. <laughs> they could have done it themselves, but maybe aliens did it. Or may... Um, you know, wait. Stop. Get ahead of me. <laughs> You're going to get me riled up. I'm going to go storm Area 51 in a few weeks. <laughs> so especially around this time uh, where knowledge and metalworking was coming about and beaker pottery, which is just Bronze Age pottery. So it's, it's a good way to kind of identify when the carvings hit. I could go into the entire history of the area for hours. Um, so I'm just going to kind of cut the history short. But that's kind of just a lesson here of where these stones came from. But just to lay a foundation as to what and how we believe Stonehenge came to be as we enter the real meat, is everything I just said a lie? I knew it! <laughs> I knew it was coming! <laughs> the question that... No, it's not! It's scientifically no, proven! It's possibly a lie! Everything you just said, you probably read from a Wikipedia page. <laughs> That's No, I went... I read, like, there's this big British history site, Wikipedia pages, a couple of articles written about where the stones and the importance of those blue stones are. Yes, and all that stuff was probably stolen from books. Written by scientists and well, or what archaeologists. What do you do? Go to like listen to like oral history of like Stonehenge? I gotta read. No, I'm just saying that A to B to C, probably a scientist was involved. Or the government set it up to keep us blind to the truth. So what was it for? What? That's what. <laughs> what? Misinformation is a very powerful tool of the government we'll to keep there. everybody blind to the truth. We'll get there. If I know, if I know anything. Yeah, one guy was like, absolutely. <laughs> if I know anything about what's going to happen here and my personal knowledge of Stonehenge theories we're going to get to some weird zones today I don't like any of this 
I don't like any of this. <laughs> You're about to make an entire audience not believe reality, and I'm really mad at you. <laughs> yeah, you invited me. The real question lies at the very heart of every Stonehenge conspiracy theory. What was Stonehenge for? What was its purpose? And while historians have some ideas as to why it exists, and we'll cover a couple of them briefly because they're not as interesting, uh, none can say truly for sure because we don't know. Some believe it was to track the stars, eclipses, maybe it was a giant clock. It's possible any of those are, 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 are the truth. It certainly could be and would be proof that even our ancient ancestors were interested in the heavens themselves. But maybe they were because of something much, much greater. What could it possibly be? Well, let's not get too crazy to start. All right. That's nice. One of our favorite theories is a simple one that I hadn't heard of until I actually started doing the, putting this episode together. And that one is quite simply that Stonehenge is a giant... And Jesse, I think you're gonna like this one. It's a giant sex symbol, dude. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Rages. <laughs> and one that is... Uh, wait, wait. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Did it just, like, just sink in? No, you just let me think about it for a minute. Yeah, that's that doesn't make any sense. Why would you need to, like, what... You know how, like, in Nazca, they have, like, just, like, big-ass, like... Uh, right, but the whole idea of creating something big like that is that from above, the gods would be able to see it, right? Or well, anybody sure up there looking The UFOs down. flying by, like, <laughs> wow, they made a monkey, right? Yeah. Like, Dude. No, what I'm saying is, you're telling me that in this scenario, yep. these, these guys are like, what if we let the aliens know we're down to... Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, this one doesn't have to I'm do in- with aliens, all right? You might actually glean something from this one. The theory was uh, posited by none other than, none other than, of course, a gynecologist by the name of Anthony Perks. According to Tony here, the stones are arranged in a way to Tony. depict... Tony! Tony! Tony likes the idea that these stones are set up to kind of display spreading legs. The whole monument itself is a sign of respect and worship. Come on, dap- me, Come on, daps me. <laughs> I got you, bro. Fair enough. Thank you. Fair enough. But while it may not, while it may seem perverted to start, it could be just a giant monument itself to respect and worship Mother Earth. What? It's just like a, it's just like a monument to like feminine. Yeah, it's a monument motherness. to uh, the site. Uh, he cites the lack. How of How does any... it look like spreading legs? Well, you know, like the, the stone at the top and the two stones coming down like that. Dude, most fertility, what? Most fertility idols don't even look quite right. No, all the good fertility idols look like and a, these are know, people, boobs and a big stomach. These are people from like 3000 BC. I'm not gonna, they're not like Picassos, dude. They got rocks. Cavemen can draw elk. What if was, they want to make a giant monument to Mother Earth's open legs, like, what are you gonna do? I'm not I think this guy was just like... Well, he's a gynecologist, so just take it as... He know. sees open legs everywhere. That's what I'm saying. He's biased. He's biased. He's biased towards He's open He's got a life. vaginal bias. <laughs> yeah, he specifically cites the lack of, in Stonehenge specifically, any cremated dead, unlike the sites that were around the area, uh, since he would consider it a place to celebrate life, birth, and uh, just the renewal of, of seasons. It's like life. specifically not like a sacrifice. Right. Where, where the sites around it, they're, like, they found cremated dead everywhere and, and whatnot. So that's, that's at least a somewhat respected theory, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, right. okay. Well, I don't know if I'd say I don't know if I'd say respected, but yeah, but I, I wouldn't say like, it's super far. It's a cult classic. Yeah, uh, it's like yeah, it's like yeah. I don't know, uh, Boondock Saints. Yeah, got it. Respected yeah. classic has a message, probably it's not like real. A, yeah, it's like a Donnie Dark. Yeah, but like right. ten Donnie years Dark, later, when you go back and watch it, you're like, why did I love this? Movie? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> or when you went to go see the sequel when it came out, you're like, this is awful. Oh man, yeah. Damn. All right. 
Maybe, though, maybe, it was a ritualistic site, a place to worship, again, Mother Earth, like previously said, but also a place of healing. The burials around the area have been shown to have deformities or trauma associated with them. So maybe Stonehenge was like a a pilgrimage site for all those in desperate need of some sort of miracle or healer, and uh, Stonehenge was that site. And then when they failed and died, they got brought to the other areas and were buried and cremated. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, that sounds... All right. Yeah. I can can accept that. Giant... Spread legs. Right, spread legs. Well, that's... No. I'm with you. Yeah. No, no, stop this. You come into the womb, like, it's like a womb. Right, you can see, like, maybe maybe Stonehenge was, like, birth and life, and then as he went out, all the death started happening. The whole thing was just a joke. Or it was a bunch of really sick people that went to this place expecting to be healed, but they died because it wasn't going to happen. That was going to 3,000 BC, so you weren't going to get Yeah, there were, Maybe some, like, 3,000 BC, you, like, could get a cut and die. Right. Yeah, no, you were Well, if that was too risque for you, Jesse, let's... Uh, risque? Yeah. Spread like Listen, I don't know. Don't worry, though. What? Because we're going to head into the world of mundanity for a minute. This is one of my personal favorite theories. What if Stonehenge wasn't a ritualistic site, wasn't a healing site, wasn't anything really special? What if Stonehenge was nothing more than a corporate unity exercise? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I don't know why they're clapping. It's like, yes, I love corporations. They just want us to say the crazy stuff. (laughs) I just pulled a football out of a burlap sack with runes on it. This theory is held (laughs) by... Surprisingly, this theory is held by quite a few historians, but became popular in 2012 when a man by the name of Pearson, another historian, put the theory forth in a book strictly about Stonehenge. So we're talking about like an ancient corporate unity exercise. Absolutely. Like 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 a... Bronze Age trust fall. Right. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. got it. The reason that this theory is popular... Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> well, like, listen... There's no it. corporation 3,000, 300,000 years old or present that would be like, all right, guys, we're going to wreck some stones. <laughs> or is there? <laughs> <laughs> While it may seem bizarre or funny, Jesse, there is some precedent behind it. This is a point in time in history where all the Neolithic peoples and tribes are starting to come together and starting to unify. And Stonehenge would have been such a massive project that it would need tons of people working together to put it up and, uh, and finally finish the piece. What better way to get all these ancient tribes together than to build some ancient company morale? You know, okay, I, you know, I, can, I can understand this. Like a, like a couchant, like a... Like a, like a uh, where my family's from, like all the all the different people in the neighborhood, they all like they slaughter a pig together, and they all come and have like a little fair. And this family always makes the blood sausage, and this family always makes the bacon, and this family always, you know, does this thing, this thing, this thing, and it's just like a little, it's like a bonding exercise for the neighborhood. I could see that. Sure, but what they're doing is a fun thing, and the process of moving giant slabs of stone two hundred miles is not fun, and so the only way I can see this happening is if these tribes came together and then were like, bring all your slaves, we're going to wreck some stone. <laughs> like, there's no Possibly. way this happened. They, listen, don't look at me. Historians believe it, and they went to school. That's like a legit theory? Yes, that is a legit theory. That's why a legit theory. Don't look at me like, why are you looking at me like I'm an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it wasn't any of that. Maybe it was a sound stage. What? <laughs> There is belief that the stones used, though only found many, many miles away, around 150 to 180 miles north out in Wales, 
uh, where they were eventually placed down south, were chosen specifically, the bluestones, the smaller ones as I was saying earlier, for their acoustic qualities. Better sound and with the right arrangement could even help create an even more pleasant and louder tones. Just bring in uh, the Mothman to have him scream in there for a while. Aye, 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 aye. <laughs> so it, do, are we saying like, like they resonate sound better? Yeah, like, so the blue, like stones, sort of... the blue stones that came from Wales, those stones specifically, the way they uh, reflect sound and whatnot, is, uh, it's, it makes for good, I guess, prehistoric theater. Something okay. to maybe worship or pray or something. So you stand those in the middle, lines. you yeah, exactly. that. sort of vibe. Yeah, they help. They I, I believe that being a purpose of it. Yeah, that's just one of the theories out there. Beyond that, though, they, they don't have any more details. I don't know that's why they would have done it to begin with, though. Well, all that was a lie anyway. What? You can't just say that. Because all of the above, all those theories, every single one, is incorrect. Misinformation purposely spewed into the over-eager ears of the public to guide our gaze away from the harsh lens of truth, Jesse. There is only one logical answer to all of this, this cover-up conspiracy nonsense. The truth to how and why such ancient peoples built such a beautiful monument. Those who guide us above. Say it with me. Not gods, not spirits, aliens. We're here. We're here, baby. It only took us 30 minutes. <laughs> While true that they would have had the tools necessary to erect this particular monument on their own and the skills necessary to create such a monument in that time, it's where the stones came from, specifically the blue stones, the smaller ones. The ones from Wales. The one from Wales that throw everything into a whirlwind. The blue stones originated from Wales, approximately 150 miles to the north, with the largest quarry having been 180 miles. What? Northwest. Don't question them. See, once you start questioning, no, it's over. you're questioning it. I pulled, I pulled this off. Of Where it. is Wales, really? <laughs> it's whatever it is. Think it's, about it. Are the aliens there? 150 miles to 180 miles elsewhere. The largest quarry being. What off. is west? If you wanted to drive there today, it would take about three and a half to four hours. If four hours were, drive by car. What is right. time? <laughs> if you were to walk, you're looking at like a two-day walk. Now have that, uh, have that multiplied. Bring. Hundreds of people to these stones, and now tasked with bringing these things down uh, to where Stonehenge was erected, where they were using tools that were perishable. The ropes, everything that they would have used would have broken multiple times along the way. They didn't have the technology to create sustaining tools at that point. Are you telling me that the aliens were like, don't worry, we'll bring you stones? No. <laughs> I'm like, it's going to take you guys two days, so we'll do it. Now, how long would it have taken? Forever. Is it doable? No, not forever. Two days, you said. No, walking two days, but now you've got to bring these monstrous rocks. Would have been a lot longer. What else are you going to do with your time? A corporate retreat. You wake up more than a, a couple days. A corporate retreat to Wales and back. Yeah, You're sure, right. sure. It might be doable. Productivity is going to go down, down, down if you don't lock it up in one weekend. I'm just saying, what are you going to do if you are, if it's 300,000 years ago? Let's say three of us is 300,000 years ago. All right. What are we doing? We're all strutting about in our loincloths or whatever. Yeah. Smoking whatever plan is around. Yeah. yeah. And let's say neither of us are a chieftain and or shaman and or whatever. Absolutely. We're just lowly dudes in the tribe. Yeah. Right. What else are we going to do with our time except be like, you know what? Hunt. No. Xbox. <laughs> Blink's the time sweeper. Xbox, on original Xbox. All, all I'm great, saying is... That there's plenty of people in the tribe. They can definitely be like, yo, you three idiots, go find us small stones and drag them back. And what are we going to do with our time? How big is Nothing. A, how big is a small stone? 
We're talking matter. bigger than like what? bigger than my body. Like, yeah, like, like a huge, one of the ones I'm thinking of from. Does it matter? Yeah. Time and idiots can do anything. Time and idiots. Time plus idiots equals success. That's the that's the uh, motto of the scary game squad. <laughs> And while there is evidence in the quarries that they were there, that they were mining these things, that's not really debatable. Uh, but they wouldn't have taken it by water, which is one of the theories that was originally posited, but it, wouldn't, it would have been impossible. They would have, it would have been technically quicker for them to actually bring the stones by land back to where Stonehenge was erected. So it would have just been a ton of work. So what if what actually happened was a little extraterrestrial help? What if... I feel like a gray is like smaller and less capable. Well, okay, so here's a fun, I'm reading a book, uh, and here's a fun fact. <laughs> Abductions in the U.S., about 68% of them are by grays. We're about a 20 to 25% percent Are you about to tell me that the aliens have like specific sections of Earth that are like, stay out of our territory? No, just different government uh, treaties, depending on the race of aliens. We've got like a contract with the uh, with the Grays. It's like uh, take however many people that you fucking want. Yeah, uh, specifically 150 thousand, I believe. Is there? How would anyone know this? <laughs> I don't have the time to go into it right now. <laughs> another episode. It for has been day. said. We got to stick with the. It planet. has been said. It has been said. In uh, in the UK, uh, the the statistics are a little bit reversed, where most of the abductions in the UK are by the tall whites slash Nordics. The, the tall whites? Yeah. Oh, so the very like the very <laughs> the very Swedish looking folk, yeah. long blonde hair, seven feet tall. There are some in the audience today. <laughs> Nine oh packs. Quick, if you are a tall white, please make yourself known. <laughs> Quick show of hands. Uh, who's, been, who's been abducted by an alien before? Well, who's that's seen, incredibly. We got one. Who's who, who's, who's who been, is an alien? Who's seen an alien? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Any star children out there? That's a hybrid. Sweet. Have you seen one star? One star child? Who's who's seen a tall white? I mean, I've been to Sweden. I've seen a few of this convention. So yeah. You know. <laughs> well, we could say that they uh, they mine the stone entirely on their own. So aliens, potentially Greys or Nordics, likely with the statistics out and uh, that we have, would have um, helped move most of the stones for them while they did mine out most of it and, and bring it back. The aliens possibly helped by transporting the stones from Wales to where they ended up. From Can I, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <sighs> Why did the aliens help? If you've got a pickup truck and your neighbor needs We're gonna talk lumber... About from, this, from Home Depot, and they come over and they say, hey man, can I borrow your pickup for like a couple hours? You'd be like, mm, beep borp, of course. <laughs> <laughs> MBD, bro. Hashtag alien. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> well, maybe. But, 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 but why would the aliens see themselves as the neighbors of these like 300,000 Because humans are hybrids created by the aliens and we're kind of like their children, so they want to help us out. It's like so when basically, you eat a fish. <laughs> a little on the top. It's not too much, not too little. Just give them enough to get a little bit of nourishment. Yeah, get a, get a little bit. Get their brains going. They do most of the work themselves, but every once in a while, you know. Dee, dee, dee. Maybe they're testing to see if we'd be a good labor race for them to take later on to help them work on their spaceships. You get it. You know why Jesse laughs? Because he is an alien and he doesn't want us to know. <laughs> He's like, he's like that, he's like that scene from Men in Black where it's like class. 
All right, all right, <laughs> all right. Maybe they didn't move the stones for him, Jesse. Maybe you're right. Maybe they didn't help them. But maybe they bequeathed the knowledge on how to accomplish such a task to our ancient human friends and watched to see how well we humans could take lessons, learn, and adapt. In a sense, using us as we've used animals in the past, seeing what we were and were not capable of. Scientific we're, so experiments. So we were ancient pack mules. Yeah, or like lab, or mice, beep, beep, like mice dropped lobs. in a maze to see how well we do. Are we able to take orders well from them, et cetera, et cetera. Can we make rope? So the plot, is, so the plot is Stargate. I've never seen Stargate. Or, you've never seen Stargate? I have not. Whoa. I prefer Add science. The list. I prefer science fact. Next year's, next year's, co- <laughs> next year's convention is literally just... Us watching movies. <laughs> Add it to the list. It's just going to be at like a youth center in a suburb because we bought the rights to the Stargate franchise to screen it yeah. <laughs> in, in, in England. It's no secret that England is a hotbed for alien activity, even to this day. What? It is. Woo! Especially around Stonehenge and the surrounding complexes. There's plenty of pictures and even some videos of distant UFOs that are everywhere around the area. Even one incident in a crop circle where an investigator caught a tall, thin figure, and there's, I saw this, you can go look it up, of a a tall, thin uh, thin figure peeking up over the tall grass, looking at the investigators, and then go back down and disappear. What is it called? Patters, can we get that? Yeah, look for for the the picture. Tall, thin figure peeking over what? Uh, like tall grass where uh, investigators are looking at a crop circle that English had appeared. English crop circle. English yeah. crop circle, tall, thin figure. Wild. It's a photo of it peering over the tall grass. We could just recreate that here and tell. Right, them. we could just, yeah, that's true. Haven't you seen that alien tower over uh, across the park by, uh, like, across from Nando's? It's probably an alien. You think Nando's came from aliens? It's, it's, it's spicy flavors it's are out of this world. world. <laughs> <laughs> this convention is brought to you by Nando's. Get your chicken from Nando's. It's literally right up the street. It's right up the hill. But even if the aliens gifted us this knowledge on how to create such a thing, or even helped early humanity, the question still of why lingers. Some suggest that it was a way for them to track, uh, to track days in a type of calendar that the aliens gifted them the knowledge of so they could track the stars, as we mentioned a little earlier, but also to understand when the aliens would be coming back. That's what I always heard is, like, isn't, isn't the deal with Stonehenge? And I'm, I've never been there, but, like, me either. Isn't the deal, like, it's, like, perfectly, like, it, like, hits some stuff if you, like, roll back the uh, astro- astrological or whatever, like, if you take the, like, place- we're getting... What? That's the alien? Put that back up. Put <laughs> that bullshit picture. back. But there's also a ton of pictures of UFOs as well. What do you well, mean? What am I going to do? It's a shame the picture wasn't better, but like, you know, that doesn't diminish. If only we had HD cameras back in the 80s. <laughs> Uh, So it was a way for them to maybe track and keep a a kind of a calendar as to when the aliens would be coming and going. Uh, But in turn, the aliens would give them knowledge as they would return. They were worshipped, in a sense, like gods. It would make sense as well, in in my opinion, as the theories that the stones are an early representation of our solar system, maybe. Each stone structure representative of a planet, a way to track our own astronomy. But how would they even have known of such a thing, solar system and planets, without extraterrestrial knowledge in 3000 BC? It's true. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, to me, that's the key to what's, like, legitimately, like, if you don't even go down the, like, 
conspiracy theory route, to me, that's the thing that... I am very sorry to whoever I angered. What is that? I don't know. AC, is the AC going to break? All right. All right. Well, what I mean is... It's I thought just, that was the aliens like, stop it. If I just, <laughs> if I just like, oh, like floated out of here, that would be wild. Uh, no, but I just mean like, you know, even without bringing aliens into the picture, like I've always thought that the reason that, that Stonehenge is so interesting is because it's like, you know, there is some sort of, you know, it, it seems like, you know, the pyramids where they're like, how is it possible that this angle like lines up perfectly in this thing right, right without here. The, especially at that particular time there's no way they would have any knowledge of anything beyond their earthly stuff what were you what what are you looking for you, there's, you, there's a ton of pictures of ufos flying around stonehenge too you can look no i'm an idiot i you said something that really sparked me to look up stonehenge top-down view but i forgot what it was so now i just have a phone filled with stonehenge top-down view photos i don't know what the hell you were talking about Astronomy, aliens ufos legs, uh, solar system spread legs the solar system yeah it looks nothing like the solar system all right we're good no it, it may be representative of the planet maybe the first ring is the uh the asteroid belt and the outer ring is uh pluto what pluto's pluto's orbit you're telling me that the aliens we're like, you know, wait, wait, what? Why am I saying aliens? There were no aliens. <laughs> you said it, not me. Mind control must end. There's also the theory that it doesn't track the planets or the astronomy, but it was an early landing pad. No one would land on this. Well, maybe, it didn't look, maybe it didn't look like what we have as Stonehenge now, though. Maybe it was a more complete structure back then. Or maybe if, maybe, if you, maybe if you land on it in a, in, a, in a flying saucer, it fits right in between all the little... Between the legs, and then you yeah. come down the legs. You come down out of the womb, <laughs> and you are yeah. birthed <laughs> into Earth. There's theories that the, the Stonehenge actually had potentially a roof and, and whatnot on top as well. Like um, a helicopter pad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like an ancient... I watched an episode of Ancient Aliens for this information, so no. you know it's true. No. Yeah. Ancient Aliens doesn't lie, dude. Yeah. I found the History Channel, dude. That's everything. <laughs> I history found, Channel 2, man, that's like double the history. That's, yeah, that's double the history facts. I, uh, I pinpointed the moment in that, in that episode where they went from telling you facts to jumping to conjecture but presenting it as facts. It's when they jumped to that Egyptologist who wears the vest all the time. <laughs> he, was just talking about, he was just talking about all the facts, and then he was like, and of course, none of the humans would have known any of this, so it would have been aliens. There was just no, no positive <laughs> theory. It was like, no, this was aliens. Easy peasy. Easy peasy, beautiful cover girl. So why would they want to build a stone, uh, a landing pad? Well, if they kept coming down and using humans as a type of um, kind of labor animal, maybe they were taking some away, the, 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 the better built ones, the ones that served the best, and then take them up into the sky to help them build their spaceships elsewhere in the solar system. Or they were taking those that were of the finest breed of Neolithic human and using them as base DNA to create their first star children. Which you, think, is a, you think the rock moving is like a like a like a strength test to see? Yeah, like it was to see who could who could do what the best and who was a good leader, who who could lift the most. It's like a stress of. test. Yeah, it was like a it was like a test for them. I love that to see who it was, who was who was worthy of, of star of crossbreeding into a star child. <laughs> Jesse, even alien landed and said, "You are worthy of collecting seed for star children." I don't like you saying the word "collecting seed." Well, for that's star that's. Ufologists like across the world. Star child seed is unpleasant. <laughs> Look, when the ufologists and the like gynecologists are like on it together, like to me, like how can you not believe it? <laughs> I'm with you. Don't worry. Yeah. 
That's all you need? That's all it takes, baby. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> all right, so what happened to the aliens? Like, what, where are the aliens now? Yeah, well, why would they leave? Well, that's a good question, because there's, there's theories out there that the aliens themselves, a few thousand years later, got into a war with the reptilians that were living in the center of the Earth. Stop! <laughs> Stop! And that Earth didn't belong to us or the Greys or the Nordics first, that the reptilians were the actual owners of Earth, and that... It's th Land of the Lost! I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's the plot of Doctor Who. <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> And that the reptilians were so upset that they lost their planet to the Greys or Nordics and all those other aliens that eventually what they ended up doing is going to war with uh, early humans first. And then eventually they started an entire war with the Greys and the Tall Whites and the Nordics. And that the Greys and the Nordics eventually lost that Why war. Why are we calling them the Nordics? That's actually a people. The Nordics? Well, they, because it's used as a kind of a term to understand what they look like more or less. That they're tall, white, it's, blonde hair. It's, it's part of the canon of aliens. On right, the they're one of the 12 dominant alien species in our universe. What? What are the 12 dominant alien species? Off the top of my head, uh, reptilians, greys, tall, white. No, stop! Slow down! <laughs> reptilians who live on Earth. Well, they did originally live on Earth. Uh, then they were forced to the center of the Earth because the Earth is hollow. We yeah, covered we that. We went over this. Yeah, come right, on, Jesse. Right, of remember. Course. Okay, yeah. So the aliens are in the center of the Earth. Yeah, well, reptilians specifically. But, the, but so the reptilians aren't aliens. The reptilians... They're the original aren't, yeah, people correct, on Earth. Yeah, correct. Technically, they weren't. They were a very highly technological species that ended up becoming a space-faring species, going to war with the greys, specifically because of the, what the greys were doing to Earth. Went to war, ended up getting... Okay, so we have reptilians. Greys. Greys. Everyone knows the greys. Tall whites. Tall whites. Okay, so um, let, me, let, me, let me specify. Tall whites and Nordics are not the same thing. Tall oh, right, whites, that's four. So tall whites look like tall grays, but they're, they have white skin they're instead. Like, and they're, they're likely, they're, they're considered potentially the race that controls the grays. And the grays are kind of a, a mix between organic and, and machine species that is used as a slave. <laughs> that's four. Uh, then you got the Nordics. Nordics. The Nordics are... The Nordics are the blonde-haired, beautiful people. Nope. Stop it. You're just kissing ass now. Well, they're technically the nicest of them all. That's what I've heard. That's five. I heard they're... No, great. no, no. That's four. Grays. Yeah. Nordics. Reptilians. Tall whites. That's four. Uh, then you've got... There's a, a mantis-looking species. A mantis species? Like bugs. Yeah. They look like this bugs. It's just space ghost coast No, I remember in a minute then, uh, he's like, sugar. Glowing bugs. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Glowing That's five. Glowing, uh, glowing balls of light whose names I can't quite remember. Glowing balls of light? Yeah, like they're like an energy species. Navi, yeah. Navi the aliens. Uh, and then I can't remember the other six right off the top of my head. But that's, I mean, that's, you know, they're, they run the gamut. They do run the gamut. Yeah. But, uh, like, people say, like, some of them are, like, casts of, like, you know, like, uh, almost like how the Covenant from Halo works, where it's, like, a group of different species working together for a common goal, but they all yeah. have different jobs and stuff like that. But, but you know, Earth being as beautiful as a planet and resource, resource rich and full of organ energy, uh, it's, a, it's a center point for a, to a ton of contention as to whether species are allowed to come to Earth and harvest it and uh, fight over it, or we should be left alone to evolve or destroy ourselves at our own pace. But now that they don't land at Stonehenge, they just come in through Gatwick. Well, they don't need to because they've made... They've made <laughs> <laughs> They've made treaties with all the governments, depending on which government you talk about. The Greys are likely the ones that made the biggest treaty with the U.S. Um, the the tall the Nordics made. Wait, but then why would the if the Greys are robot? Well, they're they're they are believed to be. We don't know for sure. It's just a belief because it is. Of, it has been said. Right. 
By who? Those who have been abducted by them. You're telling me that if you were abducted I don't, you by remember? aliens, yeah. you would take the time to be like, why, those are robots. It's, it's less about well, those are robots and more about how they, like, how, they, by robots. how they were behaving and when the, uh, the tall whites would enter the room and how they would just become subservient to them immediately, the, the touch of their skin and how they didn't really have any body heat or bone. They kind of felt rubbery and leathery. Yeah, you're basically looking at a huge archive of primary sources of people, right? No, you have, no, you have, I'm not. You have 50, no, I'm not. I'm saying this is how you get theories like this, is that you look at 50 years or 60 years of alien abductions. Of liars. And then you compare all the stories together, and you just try and figure out, like, sort of, like, forensically. Where's the common thread? Yeah, What's, like, what, what typically happens with them? And, and the greys are the ones that are typically trying to do crossbreeding, and the theory is that they can no longer reproduce anymore, so they're using us as kind of a base to... This is all just someone, something, someone's all in a movie. This is a movie plot. So yeah, but didn't we? But <laughs> but didn't we? But, the, but here's the thing: the movies have that plot to help humanity accept. Stop it. this! No, <laughs> no. Yo, this was this, this was, circle no, logic. This is, no, this is the worst. No, no, this was really dis- declassified information uh, from. Uh, yes, I think Franklin Roosevelt's time. FDR was like, no, so check it out. So check it out. Thank God we have you on the podcast. Yeah, I think I went over this before on the show, but like basically they declassified some stuff maybe like 10 years ago or so where the idea was they make a think tank because they're like, yo, something's going on. Like people are seeing something. What is it? And they just, it wasn't like aliens are real and here's what we did uh, in the documents. But basically they were like, let's make a think tank to tackle the idea of how to break the news of aliens to people if it turns out that aliens are real. And so what they did was they, they came together and they talked and they decided that the best way to do it was to like start off by making it seem like completely outrageous. Get me Gene Roddenberry. Yeah, no, <laughs> legit. Like make it, make, it, make it seem ridiculous, introduce it into popular culture, add a sprinkle in more and more details of the truth until finally, you know, we start declassifying documents. The evidence becomes too big to ignore. Uh, you know, and I want to just say that in the last, what, two months? Yeah, I mean, the, the last two years have seen the most declassification of, of government projects than we've seen in, in 20 years. And, and it was projects that they openly denied that existed to the public that now we know were real. Yeah, and the pace, the pace, is, the pace is quickening. It's very, it's rapid right now. And uh, There's even a, an adoption case where they said they saw Bill Clinton on the ship. Yeah. Because he, when he went, if you remember when he went into office, his big thing was, I want to, I want to know my, as many aliens as possible. I want to have sex with as many <laughs> aliens as possible. And, and I've he, been to he wanted to, the theory is he wanted to I've stop the abduction of U.S. citizens. And the Greys were like, they, they took him on the abduction and were more or less, you can't stop us. And they were showing him how powerless he was to stop them from doing what they were doing and that the treaty was going to hold one way or another. All right, but then can we have sex together? <laughs> well, there just, is a machine that send the tubes up your yeehaw and, and just... Pulls out all the all the seed. Stop saying the word seed. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> it's very no clinical. Seed. That's so creepy. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean now you know you can't look. The I'm reason st- why I know this is bullshit yeah. is because when's the last time we saw a show based on Grays? Not for a while, but uh, not yes, for a while. because if they were trying to prepare us for that, why wouldn't there be like, and now the Greatersons, and it's a show of like because alien everybody family. knows about Greatersons. Yeah, they're now. sticking to the plan. Now it's, the plan is to like they establish the image of aliens in pop culture, yep. and if you drive to Las Vegas, you know for sure that everybody knows, at least in America, what the idea of aliens is now. Every road stop or whatever, you have like aliens, and now instead of instead of making it zany and crazy, it's going to be like no, no, but actually. 
it's real. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I think and I think and I think that's uh, it's an interesting idea. But I mean, even Trump when he first was like going around before he got elected, he was saying like. You know, oh my God, I'm gonna bake aliens. Like, if I get elected president, I'm gonna like release all the alien stuff. I'm gonna release it. But I, I really, I think, I think like, uh, I think I'm gonna show them my seed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think like uh, I, I don't. No, Matt, Matt he, got gross with that one. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You never know. You don't. You never know. And I think you know by September 20th, we're gonna have some real answers because either why September 20th? Because that's the day. When 300,000 people are going to storm Area 51 around their heads and, and Naruto run. run all across the gates <laughs> and liberate the information that we have been holding behind <laughs> closed doors since 1947. <laughs> Roswell, New Mexico, Jesse. Exactly. They're all going to die. <laughs> I goddamn love this show. I want to like, I want to like go to like a sand dune. Like, the binoculars. Yeah, I, like, I want to like watch it from far we'll, away. We'll bring the remix music and we'll just play it as they Naruto run into their own gunfire. <laughs> yeah, I want to be like uh, the Hobbit in Two Towers when that when he's eating like food with the king and like he keeps cutting to the battle of people running and he's like singing that song. No, you know what? This Everybody's dying. As a historian, let me just tell you what this will really be like. During the very first battle of the Civil War, yeah, people sat and watched in like their finery because they thought it was going to be like a one-time thing. And uh, as they watched, they were like, oh shit, we shouldn't be here. It's going to be you guys. <laughs> and, the fabric, and the fabric of America changes forever around us. <laughs> nothing's ever the same. And the They're war, preparing us for change. And the war for truth just keeps on rolling for the next... How long never does ends, the war man. last? 10 years? 100 years? It never ends. Yeah, really, truly never. Yeah, you know, what I'm, you know what I'm um, saying? Yeah, no, I, when the aliens are released and they come for you guys, I'll be nowhere to be seen. I'm going to be getting like sucked into a ship. I'm just going to be shouting, I told you, Jesse! I told you! I will be at home playing Warcraft. Like, <laughs> I wonder what the guys are up to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're running out of time. But let's cover a couple other things really, really okay, quickly. Okay, okay. Um, beyond the war that, that they ended up losing, which forced them to disappear for a while... There's a possibility that they were just using uh, this to, like we said, observe their star children. Or, Earth is nothing more than a giant intergalactic zoo. <sighs> and every animal, most of the animals, and, and, and specifically us, were created by uh, aliens and then planted on, on this planet where life can thrive. And as they watched and saw that the humans were the ones that were evolving um, at, and you know, being, becoming intelligent and uh, starting to build societies and like, that's when they started to interfere with us and start teaching us things, teaching us how to build Stonehenge and teaching us how to make tools and, and uh, kind of push us further into the direction of... It's like of, a super hardcore turtle race. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, like a super turtle race, exactly. Yeah. You know what doesn't happen at Zeus? One animal killing off many other animals permanently. Well, come on, this is like a future alien zoo, though. Like a whole planet zoo. We can't possibly understand it. It's a future exactly, alien. You get it. Exactly. We can't understand their motives. You think there aren't any aliens who are like, I really enjoyed Dodo, so now I'm pretty pissed about this. <laughs> have you ever, okay, have you ever played Spore? I mean, I tried to play it. Yeah, it's not a great game. It's not great. You get what I'm saying. Like, there's, there's something to the idea of just doing something for the fuck of it. I mean, they are, you know, if you're it, telling me the alien intelligence yeah. 
their actual plan was, let's see what happens. Is it really well, harder? Yeah. Is it really harder? To, is it you know? really harder to believe than that there was just nothing, and then there was an explosion? Well, the scientific method. The battle royale. Is that what somebody said? Yeah. Earth was a battle. The it's first battle royale. It's like the eight, first eight billion server of, of like <laughs> Fortnite species to hold it long <laughs> wins. Yeah, I'm just saying like the Big Bang theory is like we all accept it because it, like scientists say that it's true and that's what you should do. But in terms of just like the basic premise of it, it's just as crazy as anything else. Sure. Yeah. But that's why it has theory on the end of it. But I mean, right. it's unprovable. I like the theory because it means that we're not in any way significant. Right. Really. It's just like, like, Meep Bop the alien shows up and he's like, I'm going to throw my species on this rock and see which one wins. Like, build me some legs <laughs> so I can land. Oh, <laughs> Meep Bop the alien. Yarp, yarp. Yarp, yarp the alien. <laughs> The last two theories that I'm going to posit. How are there two more theories? Well, they're, they're very quick. Don't worry. The last one, it comes from Dan Aykroyd himself. Dan Aykroyd. He's a Ghostbuster. He's, he loves aliens. He knows some stuff. <laughs> he believes that Earth is just a tourist trap for aliens. That it's just such a beautiful planet that they just come to visit. And when they saw humans for the first time, they just fell in love with our species and guided us to enlightenment. That's some bullshit. <laughs> that's, that's what we did to like a bunch of like tribes. Yeah, I know. That's why it's, that's like terrible. We just built like a hotel where their sacred lands are. Maybe that's what they did to us, you know? Yeah, it's possible. Maybe that's what Stonehenge is. That's what Was that an alien hotel? Yeah. <laughs> alien I would believe that more than anything. Alien corporate training retreat? You yeah. Know? Get some logs, put them next to each other, roll Watch out for the locals. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try the seafood after Sunday. <laughs> And <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, on it means it went bad. I'm on amazed. Sunday, it's the best, worst day to have seafood. Why? Because they replenish it the next day. Monday's catch, baby. Yeah, Just Monday wait. catch of the day. You, you get it. If you're like in a landlock, don't worry about it. It's okay. That's. And the last theory is not aliens at all. Merlin did it, dude. <laughs> it was Merlin, dude. Yeah. He literally did it as a show of power and a place for people to gather. It was my man Merlin, my Merlin, dad. Merlin, man. <laughs> I but, there's also, but the reason that's important, because <laughs> it leads into the other theory that Stonehenge sits directly on a ley line, which is a source of, of energy and power, and that it, it helped channel magical energy for other users of the arcane, if you will, to you know that video, power themselves. You know that video, the guy's like, it's Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> now I just... It's Merlin, my dude. <laughs> it is Merlin, my dude. <laughs> the unfortunate truth is, though, that while we have theories, no one knows for sure. Not even the people on the tour know. What? The people who are telling is you, they're like, what is stuff? And then they what? stop, the video ends, and you're like, it's purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. For me, I think you know. You think what? You think, I think you know my belief. What is your belief? I don't know. Aliens, homie. Why? Uh, okay, what do you think? I think that what if it was just a, the farthest that I'm willing to say is that it seems to me like Stonehenge is a pretty like uh, interesting place. Like I feel like it's I feel like it's not that's the most what, political what, what, answer what, in the world. <coughs> what, yeah, what a great non-answer. All, all I mean is all I mean is that I believe that there's something about it that's 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 in some way 
Like, you know how everybody talks about, like, the Library of Alexandria and how it was, like, lost and all this old... Oh, burnt to the ground, yeah. Yeah, and there's all this ancient knowledge and some of it we still haven't rediscovered and stuff like that. I think, I think that Stonehenge is one of those places on the earth where we, they, you know, the people who made it had access to some information that maybe we don't know that they had access to in some way and were able to make something... Well, because the truth of the aliens lied in the knowledge that burned down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why they burnt down the library. The, right. The tall whites came and... <laughs> well, but, oh, no. no, but seriously. Well, it was probably the reptilians that burned the knowledge down because they wanted their earth back. <laughs> right, that's probably where they came out. Right. But I just like, for me, for me, like, almost certainly, it has been said, but I like, <laughs> I just think like the fact that it lines up with like celestial bodies. Like, it does sit on a ley line. Like the ley line stuff, like, <laughs> I, I know a lot of people say ley lines are hogwash, but I mean, like, they're, yeah. I mean, they are, ve- like, it's crazy that so many things. They, yeah, they, like if we wanted to dive super deep into Stonehenge, we needed like another hour or two. But like, it's really just I, one piece of the larger puzzle of like yeah. ancient monuments that like don't know have some sort of like metaphysical about. significance. I feel that by saying that ancient peoples couldn't create ancient monuments, but they could by themselves without the intervention of aliens or whatever diminishes those people. I'm not saying they can't build them. I'm just saying, like, there's a couple monuments out there that seem to have some sort of relationship with a system of information that we don't or, know or science that we don't quite get. And, I, and I'm, I'm willing to say that I think that there's something to that line of conspiracy thinking. Like, maybe it was the place Mothman was birthed from. Yeah, maybe it's like a birthing right out the... Like, like right out Mother Earth's yeah. open legs. <laughs> 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 I will say, the one thing that is very interesting about all of this is when I was in Mexico and I went to Chichen Itza, there is an area that's a giant, like, astrological site. And there, for some reason, are a bunch of carvings of a bunch of different animals, and there are carvings of elephants. But there are no elephants in South America. That's what I'm saying. Like- and that, I think, is interesting. I was like... How did that happen? Yeah. I, I think that there's some level of access or something that ancient people had that we just don't we lost. quite comprehend. Yeah. And I think and I think Stonehenge is a great example of like what you can point to to be like, see, like how the hell is this thing? I mean, it's not like I think not impossible. I think by focusing any on how they move the rocks is like a mistake. I think yes, it's I more agree. it's more of a focus on why they put the rocks in the configuration that they did, and whether or not the the spacecraft that landed on it was too heavy. <laughs> well, no, because space uh, spaceships are made out of material we don't have that's weirdly light and makes no noise. And you wouldn't what? Back. Stop! No, it has been said. Well, when we when we eventually cover Area Fifty One and we talk about the materials that they found, are we going to cover it before just, or after? We're all just those waiting for the ending. Murders. No, we're just waiting. <laughs> for the ending so like we can talk about the whole story of Area 51 right right when yeah. it's finally destroyed in the great ninja war of 2019 <laughs> the great ninja war of 2019 gamers rise <laughs> up <laughs> gamers we are out of time I want to say thank you guys so much for uh, coming to listen to Chulum and I. This podcast has been an absolute blast to do from beginning to end, and I uh, wouldn't be able to do it with all you, without all you guys listening, so thank you very much, and I can't wait to explore uh, weirder and weirder stuff. And eventually, once we're done with all the baseline alien stuff, Skinwalker Ranch. What do you consider, consider weirder? Skinwalker Ranch is pretty peak weird. Right now, I'm looking into birds are fake. Yes. <laughs> well... 
The last bird died 10 years ago, yeah. and all of them are now drones controlled by the world government to keep an eye on all of its uh, civilians and know who they need to take out and who they can let live. Just looking into it. You know, I'm just, I'm just testing the waters. Baby toes in. Not nah, in the pool. You, you, you don't do baby toes in first. You just, you die. Yeah, I'm, I'm dipping in. We'll see what happens. Guys, we're going to have, uh, I'm a, uh, Scary Game Squad is going to be taking pics. I'll be signing. going to be doing a sign <laughs> right out there. Uh, but uh, That's it. That's, oh, that's my it. God. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you very much. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.